Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. Twenty twenty one. Is that? Were you waiting for me to say twenty twenty one? You're a little late on the uptick. There, no, were you wait? You didn't give me like a signal or anything. I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. I'm sitting here patiently waiting, excited to do today's podcast. Why is that? Because it's this very special day. We want to start the day by sending prayers mm. to my twin sister yeah. and her husband Tom. Tom's having a little surgery, which we think is going to be perfectly fine. And he went all the way from Florida back to Boston to do it with the exact same surgeon, Dr. Mike Groff, at Brigham Women's Hospital to have his surgery done because Mike did such a great job on me. So we're just sending prayers and our thoughts. Thank God. Tom's surgery is a whole lot less complicated than mine was, so, but we still wish him well. And we love you, Tom and Lena. Okay. Are you ready? What is my saying when you ask me that question? I was born ready. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Ask Susie Ann. KT. Anything. And if you want to ask us a question, all you have to do is write into. Ask Susie, S U Z E podcast at gmail.com, or go to our Women in Money app, download that, and you can ask your questions there. Katie, hit it this morning. Okay, first question, Susie, is from Rita. I love this question. Hi, Katie and Susie. How do I help my 19 year old learn about spending money? Ready, everyone? He blew $4,000 in one month on video games and Nike, Nike, like clothing and shoes and stuff, 2000 from an internship advance and other savings account. We were planning on him getting a credit card so he can start building his credit history. He currently has a summer job while taking college classes this summer. Susie, I listened to your podcast, even have the 50 plus book still learning. Please help. All right, Susie has some great advice, I, I'm sure. <laughs> right. What's funny, though, is, you know, Rita, is that you have the book that the Ultimate Retirement Guide for 50 Plus, because it happens. We get older. We need to know what to do with our money. And so that's great that you're doing that. But when you're 19, you never think you're going to get older. You think money 
not, well, not everybody does, but many kids think money's a play toy. It's there to get what you want, to impress other people with it. But you need to teach this son of yours a serious lesson right now. And the thing is this, he's not going to listen when you say, don't do this, don't do that. He's going to think this is my money and I can do anything I want with my money. All right, he can do anything he wants with his money. But since he's so good, obviously, with his money, according to him. No good at spending his his money. money, I would do this. And I know you're going to have a hard time with what I'm about to say, but I'm actually really wanting you to do this. You're going to start to charge him rent to live in the house. And you're going to say, you know, since you have so much money to waste and everything, you're going to help us out. So you're going to pay us $200 a month for rent. You're also going to pay us $100 a month for food. You're also going to pay us, if you use our car, all the gasoline, because gasoline has gone up so much, you're going to pay for the gasoline that you used when you used our car. If by chance he has his own car, and you're the one paying for gasoline and insurance and everything, oh, you're going to change that. And you're going to say, you know what, since you have a car, you're the one who's going to be responsible for the insurance and the gasoline money. I would not get him a credit card in his own name right now. You will be very, very sorry if you do. So start teaching him with hard love, love that gets him to go, but wait a minute, mom. Nobody else has to pay for that. Go say, yeah, but nobody else has made as much money and as good as with their money as you are, since you can spend $4,000 in a month buying whatever you want. So now you're going to help us out. Now you are to stick to that. You are to stick to that. Obviously, you save every penny that he gives you for him. Also, Rita, you should make sure that you inform him, since he's so good with money, he's going to take out student loans and pay for his own college and be responsible for those payments when he graduates. You have got to teach him this right now, because otherwise I'm telling you he is on the path to serious, serious debt as he gets older. Next question, Susie, is from Rose. I just paid off my credit card debt a couple weeks ago. I'm wondering, where do you recommend I should be financially before closing the only credit card I have open? That should have been your quizzy. What would you tell her, Katie? I don't think she should close it at all. Just don't get in debt again. That's my girl. There's the answer, Rose. Rose, you never want to close down a credit card, especially if it's your only credit card. Because if you do, especially if you owe money on that credit card or have a balance, it will hurt your FICO score. So just keep it open and don't use it. Okay, Susie, next question is from a man, but he does not wish to be identified. All right. Yeah. So Susie, I would like to go back to college for two years and finish my BA degree for career advancement. However, I might be offered a job that comes with employee stock options from a tech firm, aside from great pay. If I take the job, I might not be able to return to college and that would be 100% 
disappointing aside from that I might not get any financial aid, including loans if I decided to return. Bup, 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 bup. Now, I just want to cut to the chase. I want to cut to the chase. He said, I have student, some. he has some school loans, 25000 already, but otherwise no debt. I do not own a house and never will. Saving for retirement is a non-issue other than the stock options. And this is from a gentleman of 53 years of age. What does that mean? Well, I think it has a lot to do with going back to college. What does that mean that that retirement is not an issue? Oh, <laughs> Of course, retirement is an issue. Is that a non-issue, right? Why is that a non-issue? Retirement is your biggest issue, boyfriend. Yeah, at 53, right? And, and especially at 53. And if all you have is $25,000 in student loan debt, and you don't own a home, you never will. And other than the stock option, I know you've got me all confused here. However, without a shadow of a doubt, you were to take the job and the stock options. Right? At 53, it may be your dream to go back to school and get yourself into further debt. Add to that $25,000 that you have already. What are you, crazy? Night school. Night, yeah. So if you want to do that, okay. But just like KT said, night school, but you are not in this economy to pass up a job that pays well and stock options. Do you hear me? Next, KT. Okay. This is for. Now I'm aggravated. I know. I knew that you would be. You shouldn't aggravate well, me. All right. I'm trying not to, but that was a. When I saw that he was 53, I said, wait a minute. Take the job, man. Take, Take the, job. the job, man. Okay. Next is from Ryan. Susie, I'm writing to thank you for your advice. Over the last year, I've been very diligent about doing two things, paying down student loans while interest is at 0%, and most importantly, building up an emergency savings account. You see, a few weeks ago at 28 years old and in otherwise good health, I was given the news that I have cancer. Mm. Sad, right, Susie? This <sighs> came as a complete shock to me and my family. While the prognosis is good, I'm heeding your advice to get my essential documents in order in case something happens. Furthermore, I'm personally grateful to you because I have built up enough savings to get me through this time. Between insurance and savings, I should be able to comfortably absorb any costs associated with treatment. So I just want to cut to the chase here. He's saying... Thanks, Susie. I would just like to remind your viewers that something like this can truly happen to anyone. Knowing I am financially secure during this time has made a world of difference. So, so no what, question, KT, well, just the question, a statement? Nope. The question is student loan interest, which may restart this fall. Do you know of a way to get temporary medical forbearance? Ooh. That's a good question. I don't know if we ever had a question like that. We haven't. But you know, Ryan, I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. Because I have just this strange feeling that President Biden will extend the student loan at 0% that you would have had to start repaying October 1st. 
I just have that feeling. And while I'm on this topic, KT, I just want to take a second here to talk about student loans. And will President Biden forgive them? Will he not? At this point in time, he still really only favors forgiving $10,000 of student loan. And I know that everybody says, oh, just sign an executive order and then it will be passed. He's not the type of president, I'm sorry to say, that really is going to do something like that, in my opinion. He's going to want to make it so where Congress votes on it. And if Congress votes on it, good luck if it ever happens, because I don't think it will. But I do think, and I will repeat it again, that somehow he will extend the amount of time that you won't have to make payments on a student loan, and it will be at 0%. So let's just see if that happens. Go on. Okay, next question is from Lori. Hi, Susie and KT. I love your show. I've been a fan for years and really got busy with your stuff during and after my divorce six years ago, (laughs) meaning the must-have documents is what she's referring to. I listen in the morning while preparing for work, a great way to start my day. This morning at about... I start my day with KT too, and it's a great (laughs) way to start my day. Do you feel the same? I I love to wake up and just see your little face and say, she always says to me, hi, Hi, KT. Hi. (laughs) So in in any event, what Lori's saying is that you made a statement that many people you talk to four to five years post-divorce are glad they are divorced from their ex in spite of the painful process. I so agree. I am a therapist and work with people every day, helping them see a better future for themselves. I'm so much happier six years later and can't even imagine being married to my ex anymore. And thanks to your awesome advice, I feel so much better about my finances. I appreciate your statement of hope for those out there struggling. So is this you just picked this because you wanted to give people hope and to let them know Right, that there. What I said was right. That four or five years. Yeah, I I think that I picked this because I just wanted Lori's confirmation of how she listens to you in the morning, and when she gets ready for work, and she's divorced obviously for quite some time, but was so happy that you told people just have faith that four or five years from now it'll be a whole new life, and she's a testament to that. All right, this is another thank you. I want to just read these because I think they're important that people understand when you give them advice and they take it, it works. So this one's good. This one I I really like. This is Mary Beth. So Mary Beth is a little behind in listening, but she's an empty nester. They put their house on the market a few weeks ago. And you talked about purging and clearing out and making way for something new. She said it was really difficult for them to do what you asked them to do, which was get rid of furniture, keep purging away, do everything they needed to do to make way for a new life. She said our house sold very quickly and we are moving on. Thank you, Susie, for all you do. Yeah, KT, I just have to say one more thing about that, which is, We get so many thousands of emails, truthfully, thanking me for what I did and da da da. I didn't do anything. For now, almost 40 years, I've been giving you advice of what I really want you to do. So then the question becomes what happens when you follow the advice and what happens when you don't follow the advice? 
And if you're not following the advice that I'm giving you, even though you know you should be following it, you really have to ask yourself the question, why am I not doing that which I know I should do when it comes to money? So it's you. I thank you when you listen to me, because that gives me the gratification of knowing that my advice is not just falling on deaf ears. Hit it again, Katie. This this one's great. Erica, she said, hey, Katie and Susie, I'm 37. I'm ready, everyone. I've been reading, watching, and listening to Susie since I was 24. So what's that? 13 years, right? I am a proud aunt of adorable six-year-old twins. Just throwing that in there for KT. Thank you, Erica. And for all of you who are new to the Women in Money podcast, it's because KT is a twin. Identical twin. Okay, so so this is, and, and the other thing again, she said, I live well below my means within my needs. Another one of Susie's great Susieisms. She said, I'm high up at a nonprofit and I've made it so we now offer a Roth 403B in addition to the regular 403B. Fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, we're very proud of you. Historically, the organization hasn't had an employer match, but I'm working on changing that too. I didn't even know about the Roth 403B till you, Susie, so thank you. I'm really happy we can offer my team the best options available. So the question is, does it make sense for me to redirect the contributions I'm putting to the 403B to a Roth 403B or split between regular 403B and the Roth so I can take advantage of lower taxable income to also be able to keep fully contributing to the Roth IRA? Now, Eric is telling us she currently makes too much money to qualify for the full Roth IRA without a backdoor if I don't lower my taxable income through pre-tax retirement contributions. So what should she do, Susie? Do you have an answer to that? (laughs) No, she doesn't. wait, Wait, when it comes to the Roth, I leave this in your good hands, Susie. Yeah, so the truth of the matter is, Erica, and my answer may surprise you, is that I want you to contribute as much as you need to into your pre-tax 403B so that you can qualify for a full contribution to your contributory Roth. And the reason that I want you to do that instead of a backdoor Roth, which obviously you could do, is because a contributory Roth is so much more valuable than a converted Roth. And I'm not going to get into it right now because it will just drive Miss Travis like, wait a minute, we're not doing Roths here. But if you all listen to past podcasts, you'll understand why the very best retirement account you can have bar none is a contributory Roth IRA, which is one that you contribute to every single year. So that's exactly what I want you to do, Erica. However, I want you to do me a favor. Given that you work for a nonprofit, and most people who work for a nonprofit, your employees don't make a lot of money, that I want you to look into and go to securesave.com. And securesave.com is a company that I co-founded quite a little bit ago now, which sets up emergency funds outside of plans for employees. So it is the very first 
employer-matched emergency fund for employees outside of plan. Can you just go there, check it out online, make an appointment to talk to Devin, who's the CEO. You can do that all online and really think about offering that to your employees. If you really want to help an employee, that is the way to do it. All right, KT, next. Next question is from Joan Blessing. I love her name, Joan Blessing. That great name. That's a great name. Good morning, Susie and KT. I love listening to your show and learn so much. And now I'm thinking about replacing my car with a new car. I really don't like going to a dealership. And I've read all about these online services, including Carvana, which Susie, you mentioned in your Sunday prod podcast. I'm wondering if you could do a little tutorial on which of these are good for purchasing new cars, especially used cars. Thanks so much. Joan Blessing. Yeah. Joan Blessing. You chose her just because of the name, Love right? Love the name. Love your name. I knew it, which is, Joan, I would be very careful right now about buying a used car. Right now, used cars have appreciated almost 30%. You can actually buy a car that's used and sell it for more than you paid for it, which people are doing. So this isn't the time to be buying a used car. Obviously, you can also use Carvana to buy a new car if you want, but the inventory is absolutely so little right now. There's just no inventory that all prices are up considerably. So my true advice would be to you is if you could just wait maybe six months or a year from now to do that, that's when I would be buying either a new car or a used car. And you betcha, I would use Carvana, especially to sell my used car. All right, go on. Okay, Susie, this is up my last question before the quizzy. This is from Rob. Hi, KT and Susie. Susie, I've been listening to you since I started watching you on PBS. Your advice, in my opinion, is worth more than a college education. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, yeah, now hear that? We should tell that to our early you know, listener who was 53 years old and wanted to go back to college. Just uh-huh. keep listening to Susie. So a few years ago, my dad passed from a sudden bout with cancer. I helped my mom with some expenses and due to other personal unforeseen expenses, my credit card debt has grown to 25000 with an interest rate of 8.9. So almost 9%. I'm able to pay more than the minimum payment each month but I'm trying to save to buy a property, either a house or a condo. In order to pay down the balance faster, would you recommend taking money out of my Roth IRA to pay some of it down so I could save more towards the down payment for the property? And then this is a little bit of information. So Rob is 44 and single, has about 65000 combined with his Roth, traditional IRA, 403B, and mutual fund accounts. He says he has 5000 in a pretty stable stock portfolio, works full-time, and contributes to my 403B at 8% with an additional company match. So, Susie, what do you have some advice for Rob? Does Rob have any savings? Yeah, well, combined 65000 But that's all in retirement accounts, KT. Right. So he has no emergency fund at all. Rob, I really, really need you to listen to me. 
You've already experienced what happens when you get older and you don't have the money to pay for bills. And you've experienced it through what you've had to do for your mom. And it's never easy for a parent to go to a child and say, please help me. I don't have the money. Or even if the child offers and the parent really needs it, usually they say no, which is probably the biggest mistake they will ever make. When a child offers to help, the parent should absolutely accept their help. Let your children help you, everybody. So Rob, in your particular case, I have to tell you, I don't think you're able to buy a home. Right now, right? Right now anyway, Rob. This isn't at 44, you're single. You don't have children, therefore, at this point that will be taking care of you if you don't have enough money when you get older. The money in your retirement accounts need to stay in your retirement accounts. And before you start saving for a down payment on a home, I want you to save for a eight to 12 month emergency fund. And I want you to do that with the ultimate opportunity savings account with Alliant Credit Union. They're giving you the highest interest rate around right now, or one of them anyway, a 0.55% interest rate. And I want you and everybody who hasn't done it yet, I want you to go to myalliant.com, M-Y- A-L-L-I-A-N-T dot com. And I want you to open up an account there. Also, if you just put in $100 a month for 12 consecutive months, at the end of that time, they'll give you $100. That's like a 16.7% return on your money. You would need $18,000 at least in a savings account today to earn $100 of interest. So that's what I want you to do. And until you have an 8 to 12 month emergency fund at Alliant, and a 20% down payment for a home, in my opinion, you're not ready to buy a home. All right, KT, (laughs) the time has come. Okay, I'm ready. The time has come, and it's time for you and all the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands and people who listen to the podcast to know the right answer for this quizzy. Now, remember, I said to all of you, it's going to start to get a little bit more difficult. I want you to think about it before you answer. Hi, my name is Dawn, and I hope you can help me. KT Dawn is 71 years old, healthy, and she is still working. Without my salary, she says, my monthly income basically equals my monthly expenses. So if she decides not to work anymore, the income that she's going to get from Social Security and maybe a pension equals the amount of money that's going out, but it just equals it. That's it. She says, I have $100,000 in savings. Write it down, everybody. She has 100000 in savings. She owes $65,000 on her mortgage. And she wants to retire. Here is her question. Would it be best to borrow approximately $400 a month from my savings? 
or to pay off my mortgage, which would give me $700 more to use monthly. So KT, should she pay off her mortgage or just take the money from her savings to continue to pay her mortgage payment? What should she do? Is that a retirement account? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Well, if it's a retirement account and she uses that money to pay off the mortgage, she has to replace it. Why? I guess she doesn't, right? No. Okay. Pay it off. Own the home outright. So that's what you would do? Yeah. All right. Well, wait. Is that what you would do? (laughs) Here's the answer to this question. What would all of you do? Would you withdraw or borrow all right. Would that's you? the part that's confusing mm-hmm. me, the borrow. Mm-hmm. Borrow means you pay something back. Mm-hmm. So if she's borrowing... But if she's 71 and then she retires, right. she obviously could just withdraw the 65000 from her retirement account and not have to pay it back. Right. So that's the part I don't get. She says she wants to retire. She doesn't want to work anymore. Right. So what so should she, she do? She should retire, take the, hun- take the 65000 and borrow the money, not even borrow, just use your money and pay off your mortgage. And you'll be safe and sound. Your ho- your home's paid for. There you go. Now. Wait, did I get a ding, ding, ding or a You got an eh. Why? Be- oh, come on, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that. No, stop right. and listen to me now. Don't. Do you understand this, everybody? She always tries to justify when she's wrong. KT. I, I really listened carefully, though, about the borrow. The oh, wait, listen to me. Be quiet here for just one second while right. I talk to you and okay. everybody else. All right? You good I with hope that? I, I hope you all got it wrong, too. <laughs> oh, that's real <laughs> sweet. Sometimes the answer is the following. Dawn, I don't have enough information to adequately answer this question. That would have been the correct answer answer. I went there. You didn't say that. You ended up giving her an answer. And here is the thing, and I've written her back, by the way, because here's the information I would need to know, KT, to answer this. Does Dawn plan to stay in this home forever, number one? Number two, is the $100,000 in savings, is that in an after-tax savings account or is that in a retirement account? I need to know before I can tell her because if it's in a retirement account and she takes out $65,000, she's going to owe taxes on that $65,000. So she's going to have to take out close to eighty dollars or $90,000. So after taxes, she has enough to pay off her mortgage. And does that leave her with $10,000? And is that it? So I need to know where is the 100,000? Is she going to be staying in this house forever? I need to know how many years left does she have on the mortgage? What is the interest rate on the mortgage? And what is her FICO score? And I need to know those things before I can put that all together and give her an adequate answer. Now, here's why I chose this question as she's staring at me, everybody, with wide eyes, all right? I want you and people to understand 
that when you go to see a financial advisor, sometimes mm. oh, they, that's where you're going with mm-hmm. this. They have to ask you questions in order to make the right decision. It scares me when you go to a financial advisor and you ask them something and they just give you an answer right off. Now, maybe they can. But an advisor needs information that is personal to you to be able to give you the correct answer that's for you. So I'll get the answers to these questions from Dawn, and then I'll give you an update as to what I wrote her back and I told her I want her to do. That's why KT. I I kind of thought you had something up your sleeve because when she said borrow, that was like a little bit of a yellow flag. Borrow from what? What's borrow? And therefore, so that was a yellow flag. I should have asked. I should have asked more questions. You should have just said, "I can't answer this question." Just that simple, right? Done. Okay, now I know better. All right, but that's the reason we're doing the quizzes. All right, so that all of us know better. That's a good lesson, everybody. She Make still sure. does not like it. I, I don't t- like that. I, I didn't feel I was tricked, but I should have been smarter and said, sorry, Susie, not going to answer this one. Don't have enough information. So you need to learn to take your power and say that. Okay, I will. All right. Well, guess what? That brings us to the end of another Ask Susie. What are you going to do on Sunday? KT. <laughs> what are you going to do on Sunday? I'm, I'm, I'm curious because everyone's loving these focused yeah. lessons. So I don't want to say because sometimes things happen and then I change my mind and then everybody tunes in. Are you a in. Gemini? I'm a Gemini. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you, but I do have one totally in mind for Sunday that if nothing happens between now and then, I'm going to do it. And right now it's about real estate and buying condos because mm. I think it's really important. And obviously our heart goes out to those in Florida. Yeah. Surfside has been on our mind. Yeah. We live here and, and every day on the news, it's heartbreaking, yeah, heartbreaking. So not far from where we are. And so so I just want to talk about that. But but let's see what happens between okay. now and then. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We love you so, so much. And until Sunday, we all want you to do just one thing for us to remain safe, strong, secure, and healthy. Say bye-bye, KT. Goodbye, everybody. See you soon. Bye-bye. We can't give up, and no matter what the world throws at us, we will rise above and live a life we love. If we just believe, it will set us free. We will rise above and live a life we love. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast 
are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.